Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Game On! Business Talk Radio with your host, Dr. D. Anthony Miles. Our program is not afraid to discuss the more controversial business ideas and topics. Get ready for an unfiltered discussion of problems and solutions that today's businesses, large or small, face daily. Now, here is Dr. D. Anthony Miles. Hi, good morning. This is Game On! Business Talk with D. Anthony Miles. We have an awesome show for you today. So I want you to get some coffee, have a seat, and you're going to need a Bible and a seatbelt today for this show's topic today. The topic for our show today is fake college degrees, the problem of diploma mills, and its damaging effect on the public and uh, businesses. So let me give you a brief background of uh, diploma mills. Uh, as I have in my abstract, the job market has been very competitive, and employers, you know, they want potential job candidates to have certain education credentials. The pressure to have a college degree has increased in these times of uh, competitive uh, jobs and uh, the competitive job market. So this has caused the rise of what we call diploma mills or fake college degrees. And basically, uh, when people get involved with diploma mills, there are some unethical practices that are involved. For instance, many diploma mills charge a fee ranging from $50 to $5,000 for a bachelor's, master's, PhD, or any other such degree. Now, diploma mills have been around uh, since the 1930s or maybe even earlier. Diploma mills have become a huge problem in this area of, uh, this area of resume fraud. Uh, this is almost a piggyback on the show previously that we did on resume fraud. Often buyers only have to provide money to get a professional-looking diploma and transcripts for verifications for employers. So the uh, Federal Bureau of Investigation, which is the FBI, has gotten involved with shutting down these diploma mills. This show will address these three questions. What are the typical profiles of a diploma mill? Who are the buyers of fake college degrees and diploma mills? And how do diploma mills hurt the public? Let me give you some interesting facts before we bring on our guest today. There has been a substantial amount of media coverage about the problem of diploma mills in the recent months. Diploma mills are degree mills, are a uh, substandard fraudulent college degrees that offer potential students degrees with little of no, or no uh, serious academic work. Among the other activities, the Office of Degree Authorization is responsible for terminating substandard or fraudulent degree activities. These institutions can also issue fake transcripts, which I found surprising. There are more than, at the time, and this number changes all the time, there are more than 300 undercredited universities now operating. While a few are genuine startups or online ventures, the great majority range from merely dreadful to all-and-out diploma mills or fake schools that sell people degrees from those prices that I gave you from at least $3,000 to $5,000. 
So here's some uh, brief statistics on diploma mills. Data shows that a single phony school can earn between $10 million and $20 million annually. Some fake schools in Europe have made such as, as much as uh, $50 million a year, and also they have as many as 15,000 graduates a year. There are also other issues involved with diploma mills. There are more than 400 diploma mills and 300 counterfeit diploma websites and businesses that are thriving in this bad economy. So this has doubled over the past five years to more than $500 million annually. So what we're going to do is I'm going to bring in our guest today. Our guest today is Dr. John Baer, and let me give you his brief uh, background. Dr. Baer is co-author of Degree Mills, the billion-dollar industry that has sold over a million fake diplomas. He's also an author, educational consultant, and expert witness. Dr. Baer is, is also a co-author, uh, an author of 35 books of major publishers such as Random House, Time Life, McGraw-Hill, Hardcore Brace, and so many others. His experience is really extensive. He's a world-known expert on diploma mills. He has over 40 years of experience in business and the education sector. He has an extensive business and consulting publishing background. He has also consulted with the FBI on their investigation of diploma mills. He has appeared on Good Morning America, 60 Minutes, Today, Inside Edition, NPR Interviews, Fresh Air with Terry Gross, and Late Night with David Letterman, to name a few. His education background is also extensive. He has a Ph.D. in communication from Michigan State University, a MJ in journalism from the University of California, Berkeley, a BA in psychology from the University of California, Berkeley as well, and Reed College of, he has a physics and psychology major background. So I want to introduce our guest today as Dr. John Baer. How are you doing today, Dr. Baer? I'm doing great, Anthony. It's good to be here. What an extensive background, and goodness, uh, we got to talk about diploma mills. Can you, uh, can you tell our audience what, what is a diploma mill, and how does it basically, how does it operate? Yeah, uh, as those of us who have gone through real schools know, there's a lot of work involved, of course, uh, years of work, but the end of which, what do you get to show for it? You get a piece of paper to hang on the wall. And and that's the one thing that you have paid years of your life and tens of thousands of dollars usually. Well, the diploma mills will give you that same very similar piece of paper, except you don't have to do any work for it. In other words, they, in great big quotes, award, that is, sell degrees, any degree you want, um, no questions asked, Uh you know, some of them will say, oh, well, you've got to write a 10-page book report just so so uh, we'll have something in a file here. Most of them, nothing. You want an MBA by tomorrow at noon? Sure, no problem. Give us your credit card number. You, know, you want a PhD, even a medical degree. I mean, those are the ones that are really scary. So oh a diploma mill does not require any work to earn the degree. There are rarely any real people involved. There's rarely any other than a mailbox or some mailbox service, and yet they will send you that very a very nice-looking piece of paper, well-printed, they'll spell your name right and everything, but it is totally, totally fake. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I want to ask you, uh, what type of people 
uh, go for these type of degrees? Because obviously there's fraud involved. What type of people have you seen based on your uh, years and research on doing on diploma mills? What type of people normally uh, patronize these diploma mills? Well, we've got two categories, and there's a real problem sometimes, especially for law enforcement, in figuring out um, which category a person belongs in. Uh, one category is the people who want the degree to fool other people. Um, their employer, uh, many jobs will pay more if you have a degree or a higher degree. Uh, even forgetting the jobs, the degree is required. The prestige, hey, you're, you're a you're a doctor somebody, that means you must be a better teacher, therapist, minister, whatever. So that's the, to me, that's, that must be the biggest category of people who know just what they're doing and they want to fool someone else to get some benefit from it. We've got a category that we can't ignore, though, of the people who are genuinely fooled, who, you know, they've heard about credit for life experience. Well, that's a, a valid thing. Hey, you speak a, a second language, you've got airplane flight training, you know, we'll give you some credit for that. So the diploma mills will say to that person, uh, oh, well, uh, look, you've been selling life insurance for three years. That's a lot of work. That, we'll give you an MBA for that. Uh, you know, you've been teaching Sunday school for a year at your church. Well, that's worth a degree in religion. So there are some people who, they're naive, they don't do their own due diligence, but they're genuinely fooled. So that's that's the question that employers, that law enforcement, that the, the the media needs to try to figure out: Is this person really uh, a co-conspirator? They know just what they were doing, or are they just so naive that it never even occurred to them that that they really hadn't deserved or earned this degree that they're now claiming? That is. Unbelievable! I was uh, reading your book last night, and I and like I said, I used some of your research on a, a research paper that I did some years ago on uh, diploma mills. And I want to ask you: um, you said it was more, it was it was uh, more critical for someone in a medical field. And I'm thinking, when you're in a medical field, you have to attain the uh, the medical degree, and it's a it's accrediting body associated with that. How is someone able to get a medical degree without them going through an accredited body and actually starting up a, uh, a physician's practice in, say, a neighborhood without getting caught? How does that happen? Well, let me start by asking you what might be a little embarrassing question. Uh, I assume you have a family doctor or a personal physician. Do you know where that person got his or her degree? Oh, uh, you know what? No, I don't. Uh, 99% of people don't. Um, so if that person or any, you know, person who has a sign on the door saying, uh, you know, John Smith, MD, um, most people never check. They, if they see a diploma on the wall and, uh, and it could be a, a real looking diploma. I, I have a Harvard MD in, in neurosurgery that I, I bought for 39 bucks from, from a, a counterfeiting service. Most people don't check, uh, and, well, here, here's a, one of the many really scary numbers that's going to come up during this, uh, this program. Um, one of the very few times that the, the um, government authorities looked into diploma mills, it was Congressman uh, Claude Pepper back in the 1980s, a very uh, good consumerist congressman uh, from Florida, uh, 
And his subcommittee on fraud looked into this very extensively. Among many other things, they estimated there were at least 5,000 fake medical doctors practicing in the United States. Whoa. And, uh, Are you and of course serious? They don't, they don't try to get hospital privileges. They, they don't uh, write papers for, for journals. But what they do is put up a sign saying so-and-so, MD, and, and they might run ads in the local paper. You'll sign up with the Chamber of Commerce, which doesn't check things out, mm-hmm. and there they are in business. And and so many people just never occurs to them. Hey, do you really have an MD, Doctor Smith? Well, in at least those five thousand cases, and I think a fair amount more, they don't. So aren't 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 these doctors with these fake degrees? Aren't they aren't they supposed to go through the uh, I forgot their association, uh, the medical association? Where they have to be licensed to practice in the different states, they can they can circumvent that with their degree, with the fake degree that they have. Well, they don't even pay attention to it. Uh, no, they of course they could never join a medical association, uh, but why do they need to? I mean, if I well, let me let me give you the one fairly recent example where I was an expert witness. It was a MD in uh, North Carolina. He had been practicing for 20 years, you know, big sign on the door, so-and-so, M.D. Oh, my. Uh, well, he bought his M.D. from a, uh, a, a diploma mill called the Metropolitan Collegiate University, you know, somebody's mailbox it was, and, and all he did was have his name painted in gold letters on the door, and that was good enough. Nobody, for 20 years, nobody ever questioned it until, I mean... You know, what did he do? Well, he, he, he had a, well, let's see, it was Army field medic training. He had like a three-month Army program, so he knew how to give an injection. He knew how to do a few things. But, uh, and if it was really serious, he would pass them on to a specialist. He would say, well, this is so serious. But most of the time, he would prescribe medicine. Well, they finally got him because, and this is a terribly sad case, but it's not that rare, one of his patients died. Uh, it was a girl who had a, uh, you know, diabetes, a kind of a diabetes. He said, oh, you don't need this insulin. I'll give you something much better. So he took her off her regular medication, gave her something else, and she died. Well, then he went on, he oh went on trial God. for manslaughter, and he was convicted and uh, went to prison. But how had he done this for 20 years? Because no one had ever thought to say, hey, Dr. So-and-so, do you really have an M.D.? They just accepted it. They didn't even know there were fake practitioners out there. And the same applies to almost any, well, truly any field you name. Do you know where your, your, your children's teachers got their degree, where your minister got his, his or her degree? Most people just never check, and that's how the bad guys get away with it. Oh, my goodness. I want you to hold that thought. I want you to go over that case. We need to take a break, and we'll be right back. This is Game on Business Talk with DeAnthony Miles. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. How can we Americans realize our dreams to earn a living? How can you pursue your dream and make money as an owner or an employee? Learn how at The American Business Person, the online weekly radio talk show hosted by Rich Killian. 
Today's business leaders share how to succeed and what fails. If you own a new or established business or ever hope to, you must tune in. Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, and noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel or listen on demand to our archived shows. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sun Joke All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sun Joke All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Game On Business Talk Radio with Dr. D. Anthony Miles. If you have a question or comment on today's program for Dr. Miles or his guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to GameOnTalkRadio at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, we're back. Hi, we're back. Game on Business Talk with DeAnthony Miles, and we have Dr. John Baer. We're talking about diploma mills. And Dr. Baer, can you uh, elaborate more before the break? You're talking about the case where you're an expert witness about a doctor that prescribed medicine to a uh, a child or a lady, uh, a lady's daughter, and she uh, passed away. Could you talk about that some more? Yeah, the the really really scary thing about that is that this is not an isolated. Incident, as, as I mentioned, the, the congressman subcommittee estimated 25 years ago estimated there are, were at least 5,000 fake MDs practicing. But you know, whenever inside information comes out, whenever there's a deep throat kind of person who gives out information, the numbers are so scary, and the medical ones, to me, the scariest of all. Um, the, the the second biggest fake degree operation ever. It was run by an American, but he lived in, in Romania. And uh, he, this is the man who was making $50 million a year and ended up selling something like 400,000 fake degrees, including medical degrees. He didn't care anything he wanted. Um, the medical degree, the transcript, the, the letter of reference, uh, this person is the finest student we've ever had here at uh, such and such university. But the medical ones are the, the, this doctor in North Carolina and his partner. He had, he had another MD in his so-called office who also had bought a, from a different place a, a fake medical degree. And the only way they got away with it is that no one ever checked up on them. Um, 
you know, people have doctors. They say, oh, "Well, this, I don't like this doctor so much," or he has a bad bedside manner, or he doesn't seem to know too much. But it doesn't occur to them to say, "Did he really earn a real medical degree?" They don't ask. And that, this is my—if I had one thing to say to your your listeners, it would be check up on people. You know, it's you might be a little embarrassed to say, "Oh, I'm really sorry. I hate to bring this up, but I heard this guy on the radio." And uh, would you mind telling me where you got your uh, your degree? Well, I asked, as as you well know, I asked you, Anthony. I said, "Where did you get your PhD?" And absolutely, you told me a, a properly accredited, major, legitimate university. Well, that's great. Uh, I'm glad to hear that because. Uh, Sometimes I ask people, and they say, oh, yes, I got my degree from Columbia State University. I, I, that's one of the biggest fakes. It sounds so good, doesn't it? It's a state university, Columbia State. You know, totally mm-hmm. fake, run by one guy from a mailbox service. But he sold, this, this one guy took in $72 million, uh, the FBI determined. So how many degrees is that at two, three, four thousand $4,000 each? It doesn't hurt, and it might really help. Just to ask that question, your children's teachers, your your marriage counselor, um, your employee or potential employee, if you're running a business, you know it could really ruin your business if it comes out that you had somebody. <clears throat> Let me give you one more quick example, and then we can sure. go, go on. The 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 biggest earthquake damage from a single building ever was in three years ago in New Zealand. They had an earthquake, and this skyscraper collapsed killing 115 people. Um, that building was designed by a man with a fake architecture degree. He oh bought from goodness. a U.S. diploma mill. They hired him to design this building. It fell down. He, he murdered 115 people, in my opinion. Oh, my God. I'm speechless. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. So how many other time bombs are there out there like that one ticking away that they just haven't gone off yet? I was going to ask you, uh, Dr. Bear, have you ever uh, given seminars to HR departments to to be on the lookout for this? Because obviously there seems to be a dirt in this area as far as training. How do you how do you train HR people to to do their due diligence? Because a lot of I know a lot of individuals that get jobs because of nepotism or because they know someone and. They that kind of circumvents the the uh, due diligence. But have you have you ever uh, trained HR people on this? Very very little. I've done the government ones. Uh, my co-author, the F- retired FBI agent Diesel, and I, you know, we were asked to put on a seminar for government HR people through the Office of Personnel Management, uh, and we we would say things like uh, we had like four hundred people from who were HR people from. You know, everything from NASA to, to some local water regulation board. And, uh, I mean, the FBI has all this information. So he would say things like, anybody here from NASA? Yeah, three or four people raised their hands. Well, did you know that one of your senior scientists at Cape Kennedy uh, bought his degree from Utah Northern University? He named a, to name a fake. You know, anybody here from the Pentagon? Yeah, uh, he's a head of HR for, for a Pentagon bureau. Uh, well, did you know you have a two-star general with a fake uh, master's degree? These people were staggered. They, they they couldn't believe what they were hearing. And they were saying things like, we're going to go and check. Well, the business world, this doesn't happen very much, uh, unfortunately. Um, I, I have a friend who did his own real Ph.D. 
research in just that matter. He surveyed 300 HR uh, executives at Fortune 500 companies to find out what they knew about fake degrees. And to summarize his dissertation in one word, clueless. The great majority just didn't. They never checked. They didn't even know. They, uh, they said, oh, this man has an MBA. Well, they didn't even know there were fake MBAs out there. So the HR field really needs... They, they, they need to go out and buy our book. They need to, to do their own research. They need to acknowledge that, that there are these problems out there because, you know, of course there are exceptions. There were some companies that said, yes, of course, we check every, every employee thoroughly and we write to the school and we make sure they really did it and so on. But 90%, uh, in effect said, no, it's, that's not a problem. We don't, we don't really worry about it very much. Oh, dear. I was going to ask you, uh, so when they find out uh, in organizations, when they find out the personnel that may be in a higher management, a higher level management position has a fake uh, degree, what do they do about it? What's been your experience with that? Oh, that's such a good question. Uh, so much of the time, they do nothing. Um, they either say, well, that person's, it's very typical to say that person's doing a good job. We, we don't care what he did before, or maybe he was arrested for, for shoplifting when he was a teenager, so what? He, uh, maybe he bought himself a bachelor's degree. But when the press gets hold of it, or, or the stockholders, you know, they, they feel then they are forced to act. I mean, one of the very few page one degree stories out there was when Notre Dame, after a major search, Notre Dame hired a new football coach. Um, and then, like, five days later, um, it came out that this guy had a fake degree. Well, Notre Dame couldn't ignore it then. They, there have been other cases that, uh, where the school said, oh, well, he's a great football coach. We don't care what he did. But when it's there on page one. So Notre Dame fired this, this guy. Companies do that. Uh, well, here's a question for you. What, what do you do, if, especially if you're working for the company and it's the CEO? We have had major Fortune 500 companies, I'll, I'll name two because they've been page one news, you know, Cessna Aircraft and Radio Shack, where the, the head guy, the CEO or the CFO, turned out to have a fake degree. Well, oh, wow. you know, the, the company stock dropped when this came out, but, uh, you know, but if you're the whistleblower, if you're the, the employee and, and you, well, I mentioned Columbia State University. I hope people will be, you know, there. there's one that you can check. They've got tens of thousands of graduates out there. What do you do if you discover it? You, you know, you can't go to the boss because the boss is the one with the fake degree. Um, you know, you go to the press, well, you might lose your job. It's, it's a very tough decision here. But the, the basic bottom line thing is that the HR world really needs to be much better at, at uh being aware of and dealing with this problem because there are a lot of time bombs ticking away out there. Oh, my goodness. Well, we got to take another break, and uh, we'll be right back. This is Game on Business Talk with DeAnthony Miles, and we'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. and Jenny Frumer? 
Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. and Jenny Frumer airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you feeling slammed and suckered in today's stock market? If so, then you need to tune in to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, Jordan Kimmel will train you in what you can do to beat up the big boys on Wall Street, as well as share his secrets to success so that you can buy and sell like a profit-pumping pro. Grab the bull market by the horns and listen to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line of business talk, Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Game On Business Talk Radio with Dr. D. Anthony Miles. If you have a question or comment on today's program for Dr. Miles or his guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to GameOnTalkRadio at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, we're back. This is Game On Business Talk with DeAnthony Miles. And uh, today we have Dr. John Bear, and our subject today is on diploma mills and Dr. Bear, I want to ask you, piggybacking on the uh, last subject we were talking about at the break, do you think uh, HR departments need to take a specialized, maybe a certification course on on basic investigative skills to uh, learn how to do due diligence properly? Because based on what I'm hearing from you, that seems to be a a problem uh, for them to understand how to do uh, investigative work, especially on someone's educational credentials. What's your opinion on that? Yeah, I, I agree with you, but it's not, you know, they, they need more knowledge, they need a bit more training, but it's, for, in most cases, it's not that big a deal in that, uh, you know, you have an employee or a job applicant who lists degree, a degree or degrees. Um, well, there's, there's three possibilities. One is it's a completely legitimate earned degree, which is the great majority of people, thank goodness. Uh, another is, that it's a known fake school. You know, we put a list of what a couple of thousand in our book, and but uh, internet searches uh, will. You know, there are some states, uh, Oregon, Texas, where they actually on the state website they will list the schools that are not legal in that state. So, you know, thing one are the people with the real degree. Thing two are the people with a clearly fake degree. If you're applying to my company and you're degree is from the University of Palmer's Green, one of the big diploma mills. Um, that's all I need to know. You've got a fake degree. Uh, the third category, and it's the hardest one, is the counterfeit degrees. Um, and as there are a lot of counterfeiters out there. The Internet makes it so easy for them. So if you're applying to my company and you say, oh, yes, I've got an MBA from, uh, you know, from Stanford, um, and here's my diploma, well, either it's the real one that you earned or it's the one you bought for 50 or 100 bucks from a counterfeit. That's the one that's harder to find out. First, you have to even acknowledge it's a problem. Second, you've got to get in touch with the school. Some schools are reluctant to give out that information without the student permission. So mm-hmm. the, the HR people need to, need to be better at this. They, they, yes, they do need training in, in first how to identify potential problems, 
Second, how to confirm them. And then third, what do you do about it? Uh, Do you just fire somebody if they turn out to have a fake bachelor's degree from 20 years ago, but they're doing a good job? There there are some very complicated issues here, so it's not an easy thing. But the HR world is, by and large, just not very good at it. Oh, dear. I was going to ask you, um, in terms of uh, doctorate degrees, um, you can you can pretty much spot those out pretty pretty well because I remember reading your book. You talked about a case where a guy uh, did his dissertation, and I believe you're one of the experts. He claimed that he had a, a legitimate doctorate degree, and obviously you can't have a doctorate unless you do uh, a dissertation. Is that correct? Right, and this guy, this particular case, uh, the man he was a state employee, a psychologist for the his state's prison system. Earning doctoral pay with a PhD, you got something like eight thousand a year or more. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had never—he had bought it. He had bought it for a few hundred bucks uh, from a diploma mill, but no one ever checked. And uh, until they finally did check, and then they said, "Okay, you say you have a real doctorate. Where's your dissertation?" Well, he didn't have one. He—and that's a very common kind of answer. Well, of course, I wrote it, but that was some years ago. Oh, I lost it. You know, the dog ate my doctorate, whatever. Uh, oh, my. This guy said he had a messy divorce and his wife burned all his papers. Well, he had never done it because he had never earned a real degree. And, uh, and, and you wonder about what the penalties can be. That particular guy, they, he was actually, they got him on, uh, on uh, grand theft because they were paying him 8000 a year more. They had been for nine years. They said, you have stolen $72,000 from the taxpayers of our state. And, and so it wasn't just the degree. This guy really, you know, they got him on, as on, on robbery. So uh, these are the kinds of risks that people take when they do this. And that's why I keep using the phrase time bombs. It's like you're, you're lighting or you've got a time bomb packed there in your, in your resume, and it just might go off at any time. Oh, my goodness. Have you seen uh, fake dissertations from these people that claim they've gotten a doctorate degree from a, a diploma mill and they produce a dissertation? Because I know you can't uh, – people should be able to locate your title of your work, maybe not the whole work from, uh, I think it's ProQuest or a, a database. Yeah, right, right. They're the, yeah, the, the, the real ones you can locate uh, either online or um, by dealing directly with the – the, the several companies that both publish them and keep track of them. But th- this is one of the scary things of our time. The Internet makes it possible. If I wanted, to d- uh, if I wanted a good dissertation, I could hire a, a, a poverty-stricken uh, uh, student or, or a recent doctor oh, who did goodness. a real doctorate at a real school and pay him five, ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000, and he'll write one for me. And uh, and it'll oh, be a good wow. one. One, and and so if I were to submit that that uh, with my name on it, um, people have to be alert to it because otherwise they will get away with it. How many fake uh, doctorates are there sitting, or rather, doctorates sitting on the on the shelves at major universities that were submitted by a student, but he hired he or she hired. Someone else to do it. I, there was a delightful. I mean, to the extent this stuff can be funny, there was a, 
guy, a guy in Germany who he, he was named Gutenberg, just like the famous Gutenberg. And it turned out that his he had found his dissertation online. So it was somebody else's, and all he did was change the name and uh, and submit it. So, you know, so the press was calling him von, instead of von Gutenberg, they were calling him von Googleberg because it wasn't his. Uh, oh my goodness! But. Who is to check? Oh you're 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 the dean at the school, and here's the thing submitted. Are you going to even know that it might be a fake? Uh, well, it could be. So one should check. But again, most people don't. Well, I'm 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 curious as to have you seen a lot of this in the uh, higher education sector? Yes. Where, uh, is Alas, how prevalent yes. is it? Yeah, I. Um, yeah, you know, when. Uh, you know, when a fake school becomes known, I mean, take Columbia State again, I mean, it's a good example. The guy went to prison. That one's all pretty well resolved. But you you do a Google or other search today for Columbia State University, you will find people teaching at major universities with this degree. I mean, dozens and dozens of them. Uh, that, was, that was the main thing I did on Good Morning America. We picked just this one school, and their researchers came up with hundreds of people who were using that degree, everything from, from teaching first grade through uh, uh, doctoral-level programs. And, and they, we, we did nine segments in all, uh, you know, and every single one of them was somebody with a high-level position uh, that had bought this fake degree. And that's just the, the tip of the iceberg. That's the tip of the iceberg? Oh, my goodness. The, this one fake that I mentioned, run by an American from Romania for nine years, the the FBI information was that they had, over those nine years, they sold about, um, well, every excuse me, every year they sold between forty and fifty thousand PhDs. Well, the number of real PhDs awarded each year in the U.S. is about forty thousand. So here's 40,000 people doing what you and I did, which is, you know, sweating our tails off and earning a real PhD. And here's an almost exactly the same number who are buying them online for, uh, you know, for anywhere from three to $10,000. Well, the conclusion there is that about half of all PhDs each year in the United States are fake. I mean, that's oh, an amazingly high and scary number, but it's, it's one we can easily document. Well, when you, were, when you were on Good Morning America, and I also I'm, I'm familiar with your work with the Chronicle of Education, and I think you alluded to this earlier. When these universities find this out, are they, are they swift to terminate the employee, or do they just look the other way? Because that's been my experience based on some of the research that I've uh, seen you do. They turn and look the other way because I think the university has a, it's a different dynamic because the university is embarrassed. Is they is are embarrassed. They don't want to alarm their alumni who might stop donating. Yeah, I I go around tugging on people's sleeves. Uh, there, there's a guy. There was a guy in Switzerland who was running a completely fake school called the University of Wyoming. Now, there's a clever name for you. Well, mm-hmm. the first thing I did was write to the university, the real University of Wyoming, to, to their general counsel, and said, "Look, here is somebody selling your degrees." Um, worldwide, and they're completely fake. Um, 
the only brief answer I got was, oh, we don't see that as much of a problem. Well, and that was it. And as far as I know, they, they did nothing. Um, oh, my goodness. Some, sometimes schools do. They check their own faculty lists. Uh, there, there was a fake running for years called the University of Berkeley. Not the University of California at Berkeley, but the University of Berkeley was run from, from a guy's garage in, in Pennsylvania. Well, the University of California at Berkeley, they took the appropriate legal action, and they got that. Well, they didn't close him down. All he did, as you can predict, was uh, change his name, and he's still selling fake degrees under some different school name. So there again, many schools oh, don't goodness. take it seriously enough. Some do. But the general argument is, this guy's been teaching here for five years, ten years. His students like him. Uh, uh, he's, he's got some published papers. Why, why, should we, why should we stir the waters and cause a problem? Just why stop the magic, to... huh? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, I was going to ask you, uh, can someone bring legal action to someone who has a person with fake credentials that works for a company and say they make a boo-boo or they screw up and they cause uh, some major damage, uh, are companies liable for that? Because that's the next question, really. Well, well, of course, I'm not a lawyer, even though I once bought a fake law degree for 50 bucks just so I'd have a prop <laughs> to show people. Uh, um, it, it sure seems logical that they are, because they're, you know, if, if it isn't a fake degree, I mean, if an engineer designs a bridge and the bridge falls down, it seems to me the company has to be liable for that. Now, if the engineer also happens to have a fake engineering degree, it's, I mean, can you imagine a jury that wouldn't find that company as well as the engineer guilty for for something like that? You know, it gets harder when it's a performance thing. I mean, you know, my aunt, my elderly aunt in Florida had a uh, geriatric psychiatrist that she was seeing, and she said to me, hey, you know about this fake degree stuff. This guy I'm seeing just does not seem to know very much. I, I know more than he does about some things. Well, all I did was write to the state medical licensing board and say, does Dr. So-and-so, uh, who's licensed in, in this state, does he have a, uh, is, is this a real medical degree? Well, it turned out that he didn't. And there have been many complaints about him before. Uh, but that's, that's the kind of gray area. How do you know when a, marriage counselor isn't really doing a good job. And if they're not, maybe they're just not very good at at that particular kind of thing or teaching Spanish or uh, teaching physics or driving the bus or whatever. But sometimes it's because they have the fake degree and then and that's when the, the employer, I, I think, is, is very liable. And, uh, and then the, the public then takes some notice when... The, it was a very large company. Uh, again, this was page one news, so we can we can talk about it. Bosch and Loam, uh, the optical company, contact lenses and all. When it turned out that their chief financial officer had a fake degree, um, uh, Doctor company- Doctor Bear, we got to take a break. Can you hold yeah. that thought? We need to take a break. We'll be right back. This is business. This is game on business. Talk with DeAnthony Miles. Thank you. We'll be right back. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. If you want to know about investing in emerging and frontier markets, or if you have experience in this field but still need to know more, 
tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham. Gavin explores news, current trends, and insights about both categories of investing. His guest experts, along with his own knowledge, will help you stay above the line when it comes to growth potential, whether in funds or equities. He will look at what to invest in and avoid. Tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. As your business grows, are you growing with it? Do you have the right balance of time, attention, work, and personal life? Take the growing pains out of growth and tune into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. If you are spending most of your energy managing problems rather than focusing on taking your business to the next level, our program will give you the steps you need to make sure you have everything in place for forward-thinking business leadership. The Business Edge is heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Game On Business Talk Radio with Dr. D. Anthony Miles. If you have a question or comment on today's program for Dr. Miles or his guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to GameOnTalkRadio at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, we're back. This is Game on Business Talk with the Miles, and we're going to continue our discussion on diploma mills with Dr. John Bear. Dr. Bear, I want you to uh, continue what you were talking about earlier, about, the, about some of the cases that you've uh, been expert witnesses in. And yeah. uh, I, I'm just amazed how this problem has escalated to the, to the uh, level that it has. It's getting it has. to be to the mm-hmm. point. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, yeah. please. Yeah, I mean, back in the you know twenty years ago, uh, when when the FBI first started getting involved, if you wanted to, if if somebody wanted to run a fake school, their biggest expenses would be uh, advertising, um, and uh, and postage, you know, and their biggest fear would be that they would be found out, and and uh, and somebody would come to their office. Well. Here comes the internet, and it was their wildest dreams come true. You know, they don't have to, to use the mail anymore. They don't have to advertise, buy paid advertising in magazines, and they can be completely anonymous. They can be running it from from their home in, uh, you know, in in, in Norway, in in Brazil, whatever, and nobody's ever going to come for them. So the modern technology has been a terrible thing for the, for degree mills because it makes them so much bigger. <clears throat> and and so much easier to operate one, and that combined with the fact that so many people don't know that there is a problem and they don't know to check up. Um, you know, as as you mentioned at the start, this it's been a big business since the 1930s. It's been going on actually for for centuries. There were fake Oxford degrees back in the 1300s, uh, but it's bigger now than ever before, and more dangerous than ever before because of the the fake doctors, the fake lawyers, the fake therapists, the fake teachers, the fake clergymen. 
I mean, they're out there. It's not just one odd case here and there. They're they're out there by the literally the hundreds of thousands. My goodness, my goodness. Is it easier to uh, catch a bad attorney with a fake degree or a bad doctor as opposed to, say, a university professor? Because obviously the doctorate degree requires more uh, more uh, work and, you know, well, it's no licensing involved. Obviously both of them have rigorous work, but when you have a doctorate, right. is, is that easier to fake than, say, a medical degree or, say, a I, law I degree? I think it is, it is because so much of what... Uh, well, to, to take lawyers, so much of what many of them do, uh, you know, once they get into court, there could be a problem, but so many lawyers, they, they do legal research or they uh, advise clients or they, they help you with your small claims um, preparation, whatever. You know, or, well, I had a case I got involved in a few years ago. The guy, it was, it was a foreign businessman, a, a, guy, a businessman in South Africa. He said, I'm, I need... I, Need advice on import-export law. And I hired somebody that was recommended. He was there in San Francisco. Well, he doesn't know very much. Could you check him out for me? This man had been practicing export law, import-export law for eight or ten years. He had a diploma on his wall. I went to his office. But he had no law degree. It was a counterfeit diploma. But because he knew more about import-export law than your average um, business person does, he was able to give them some advice. Oh, you want to import your product from uh, from China? Well, here are some things. So he could give them some advice, and some of it was good and useful advice, but he had a fake degree. Uh, the state bar sent him a letter, and then three days later, his sign was down, and he, he was gone. So that, that, and boy, he was probably pretty annoyed that somebody had outed him. <laughs> Well, goodness, I want to thank you for being on our show today. This has been a riveting show. Uh, Dr. Bear, I want to ask you real quickly, uh, where can someone get in contact with you in terms of their website or anything? Um, well, my co-author, the FBI guy who knows so much, and I, we're, we are glad to talk to people. We don't charge for just uh, you know a, a few questions. Um <clears throat> The, the best way to get in touch with us is is through the, through our our website that relates to our book, and that's just www.degreemills.com, and there's a contact form there to to reach us. And of course, authors have to say this: go out and buy the book. It's it's, there. <laughs> uh, it's sold online, and then sure, uh, plug that book. I have it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's it's a good investment. If it saves you one terrible crisis, then of course it was it was. 20 bucks well spent. Awesome. Well, I want to, we're going to close our show today. And I, I want to thank Dr. John Bear for being on our show. And you need to check out his book. Uh, let me give the title again Degree Mills, the Billion Dollar Industry That Sold Over a Million Fake Diplomas. That's by uh, Dr. John Bear, and he's co author with uh, Alan Ezel. I want to thank you for being on our show today. And let me give our quote for the week There is only one sort of discipline, perfect discipline. That's by George Patton. Well, I'm out of here. Thank you for joining us on Game on Business Talk. I'm DeAnthony Miles, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Thank you again for listening to Game on Business Talk Radio. Please join your host, Dr. DeAnthony Miles, again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll engage in more unique and exciting discussion topics then.
again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 